0: Girl Flower Podcast with Vic and Jess. We will be having conversations and inspirational chinwags with florists and growers to keep you company in your workspaces, in the car, over a cuppa or wherever you like to listen. We hope to help you along on your own floral journey. Let me just take this moment to talk about our wonderful sponsors the freelance florist who we are so happy to have on board throughout this second series if you're looking for freelance support for your wedding event or retail business then the freelance florist could be the community for you and we'll tell you more about them later in this episode we spoke with rachel from the rose shed rachel and her beautiful irish terrier betsy work from the trendy paintworks in bristol we hope you enjoy this lovely chat as much as we did
1: first job was when I was like a Saturday girl, you know, like when you're a kid, like 13 and you need to um, get a job. And there was a florist with a sign and, and I grew up in like a small town, not huge, but like a kind of, yeah, everyone knows everyone's type thing. So it's the local florist and you just stick your head in or oh, went for an interview and rem- yeah, they asked me how to spell like Alshomeria. And I was like, I don't even know what that is like, <laughs> and like chrysanthemum. And that was kind of like the only two flowers that he sold. Anyway, got the job. Um, and it was like old school, like interflora kind of, they made us wear this like hideous knee length, like brown skirt and like a V-neck jumper. And you're like, you're 13. Like, oh my God, if any of my school friends walked past and i am like <laughs> got this on like, with an interflora like yellow logo, it was horrendous. But I did kind of, didn't really know much about flowers, but as soon as I walked in, you kind of feel like, oh, this is cool. There's the colours. And when you look back, it was just like chrysanthemums, carnations, lilies, you know, that basic like shop
2: yeah.
1: um and it was just literally like the Saturday girl bleaching buckets it was freezing yes yeah, sweeping up and just serving the customers and then I guess over time they taught you how to make like the hideous like f- um big cello wrap things and yeah. everything had like a menu so it would be like 20 quid but okay it would be like free cars free croissants a bloom just like a real regimented thing and you just kind of think oh yeah that's fine um and I was there for like a year and I kind of asked her for a pay rise because I was like 150 an hour, like what? that's crazy. <laughs> and she said no, because obviously she's this, oh, she's lovely, like, but old school, like had been doing it for years. She was about 70, maybe not 70, but when you're 13, she, yeah. She, she, <laughs> but yeah. And she said no, like, why that's fine. So I went to the other florist, which um I didn't know much more about but as soon as she had like parrot tulips wax yeah. it was like a yeah completely different so and she was a lovely woman like called bridget and um i got a job there and i would go in like school holidays half term, and i really liked her and i take stuff home and make bows for her, like christmas you know like the busy times yeah. um and i was there like for even when i was um got other jobs I still go back and help her so I kind of worked there for a long time um and she um so yeah just being in that different shop where she had um different varieties mm-hmm. and she would have like a Dutch lorry came around so you could go on and see stuff and she was just more chilled did a few weddings um just that nicer kind of flower mm-hmm. so I was there for yeah quite a long time then she closed the shop I went to the next town and worked in another florist there but again quite not old school but you just don't really know any different I guess do you um and yeah just kind of worked for like a few different people just changing florists and just shop work really so bouquets hand ties we did weddings but it's not like what we do now you know like it's just completely different. Like fish bowls and gerberas. Yeah. And like yeah. the bell grass coming right. Yeah. <laughs> Calolily and rose bouquets.
2: Okay. <laughs> hey? lily and rose bouquets.
1: Oh yeah. yeah like, but that was
2: so trendy back
1: then. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, styles have changed really quickly, haven't they? Yeah. And when you think back, oh, that's easy, isn't it? Just whacking a load of calories together. You think if that comes back in fashion, yeah. who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, just work for loads of different people. And I love that shop life. Like you've got your mates kind of thing. You're always chatting and busy times. I'd love that you'd like have them like adrenaline, wouldn't you? You'd have all these flowers. You'd be like, how are we going to do it? But you just do. Um, so yeah, I do kind of miss that shop environment. Um, so yeah, I worked there. And then I got a job in an art. They did artificial flowers, which sounds really gross. But we would, um, the job was like a designer. So we would design products that would be sold in like next and oh that's cool um, all the home wares and Mm. all the supermarkets so yeah next laura ashley those kind of fake things that you see that some people buy Um, but that was kind of really cool experience because you were working like you'd have to create like a whole product range like present it to the the companies and then they they would like send you briefs like color briefs of the season so you would create the stuff for them like a vase and a couple of peonies and a bit of twig or something and then they'd buy from that and then on site there was the factory so they'd make it so it was quite cool seeing that design like manufacturing process that like everything would come from china so you'd have to like cost it all in um i think so. that's a really interesting interesting thing you moved on to i think that's cool yeah, it was more like it was in the town and um, I'd never even heard of this company. And they did loads of like tableware and like homewares and stuff. Yeah. And then it just said floral designer. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. It, it's not working in a shop. It's different skills. It's um, so, and it was close. So I just went for that and I was there for a couple of years. years um, and I did enjoy it. And I probably would have stayed longer, but um, I moved to Bristol with my um, boyfriend at the time. So I got a job in Clifton Village, which is the really nice bit of Bristol and the shop and I'm really good friends with um my boss old boss and I still see her at the market so I was there for a couple of years but that was like mega shop it was like you'd get people just coming in and, and from only working in shops sort of small town, you're in Clifton in this like really kind of affluent area with these people just coming in like oh just wake me up a 50 60 70 pound book and I'll be like oh God, it's so completely different isn't it from own, like you just the blokes coming in that just want which is just to say well, I'm not saying one's better or not definitely not it's just a very different kind of shop
0: work. it's very different isn't it you get people coming in saying what can I have for a fiver yeah. or yeah. like make it massive don't care what it costs yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah and I'm not sure if that's still the saying now like um for the shop but it was just a really lovely place to be and just busy and yeah again gorgeous flowers like She'd always get in, you know, these beautiful hydrangeas and yeah, lovely, it lovely. makes all the difference,
2: doesn't it? Makes all the difference when you've got the you've got the good products in there. Oh
1: yeah. And you're just like in a sweet shop, aren't you? Like yeah. when you stand and it's all like different colours. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, and I was there for a couple of years, and then I just thought, well, I can't really go and didn't want to work anywhere else, type of thing. So I just thought, oh, well, I'll do it on my own. So How um were you then? I think I was. So I'm 35 now. It was probably about 10 years ago. Ten, I think I've, like, yeah. Yeah, nine years I've been doing the wedding. So, yeah, I guess 10-ish yeah. years ago. Was that,
0: the, was that the kind of the driving force that you wanted to be kind of exclusively doing weddings or concentrating more on weddings?
1: I think it was more like I didn't want to premise By that point, like, I'd worked in loads of shops. And I think in Bristol, that was like, Lisa's shop was the first where we did loads and loads of weddings. And it kind of opened my eyes to what you could do, like bigger venues. No, it's completely different to where I grew up in Somerset. Like, you know, just, I mean, I love where I grew up, but yeah, it's it opened my eyes to what was out there, I guess, wedding-wise. And I was still really young. Like, you kind of don't think, do you? If I look back now, like, you just, I just like went for it to see what was happening. So yeah, I didn't want to shop because I think I was over just the general public thing even mm-hmm. though I miss it now I think mm-hmm. if when you're doing it five days a week it is like slog isn't it like
2: it's trying to balance everything when you're a, especially when you're like a one-person team because you would probably been opening if you were to open a shop you would have been one person
1: yeah that's got, a good
2: point. you know your, your bouquets your funerals your people coming in you got you're trying to get weddings out you, then you've got to go and deliver weddings it's just a right it's it like messes with your head like I've worked in shops as well and it's like uh how are you supposed to do everything yeah you know at once
1: and like yeah looking back I think it's really hard to unless you've got loads of staff and space do mm. in and have a really well-run shop which provides a really high level of customer service because I think mm. that's what you want if people are coming in they want that like, your full attention you have got to be really thorough. And I love that. And like asking what they want and the colours. But I think if you then in the back of your mind thinking, oh my God, I've got to get that wedding out. Because that is your priority. Like they're getting married at 1pm. Like that's the priority. So yeah, I knew I didn't want to shop. And I thought, yeah, website, Instagram. And that was kind of, I think, when Instagram was just starting. And yeah, so that definitely helped me a lot. I think you could just promote yourself without, Mm -hmm. I can't, remember exactly but I was definitely putting stuff on and probably really hideous stuff like <laughs> uh, weren't it, we all weren't we all oh yeah oh,
2: it would
0: be you were doing it. yeah you were doing it you were using it and you'd started so that's what was, the, you,
2: what was your
1: favorite filter <laughs> oh yeah exactly oh god I remember this is like and I put on like <laughs> the back of my mum's patio like real naff but yeah with a really cool filter on That's <laughs> which i really hope it's not on there i've got to have a look now when i get off here to like
2: i'm I'm gonna look first and double check and screenshot it yeah <laughs> you have to keep these things on
0: for record because oh, yeah. we've all you know when you go back through your instagram and you can see how far you've come so leave the leave things on and you know and it's like you said it's 10 years ago now nearly nine years ago so you're rolling yeah. back a long way <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't be judged or like wipe out all your embarrassing things you? everyone's yeah, on it.
2: yeah. <laughs> so where were you working um when you decided to set your business up you set your your website up your Instagram you did you did you have a studio or were you working from home at
1: first no I was in um so I did work for a shop like a couple days a week so obviously I still needed money so it was like yeah cool I can do this but yeah so I worked um like three days a week for a shop Mm. I was living with my boyfriend at the time and his friend so my outgoings weren't huge so that those first couple years where um so yeah I didn't have a studio I was kind of play it by ear see what happens my first weddings I got my parents um they've got a big garage so I was doing there or like in the flat and these would have been really small weddings so you could could do it and they were more like the first year friends I guess um so they would have been back home so I could you know work at my parents and then I think and I only had like I think my first year maybe eight weddings and then the next year it was like 16 and then it kind of goes up as you go along through like well, you know, just general words of mouth yes. and passing things on. So, and you're still in that stage where you're like, yeah, let's go for it. This is cool. Like I've not really got a plan, but uh, this is what I want to do. This is what I love. So we'll see what happens. Um, and then, yeah, we bought a house and that had a garage at wow. the end of the garden. So that was where it like kicked it out. And and that was when I was getting a lot busier and like making a like a living from it. So I wasn't working for... Um, anyone else? I was just doing it on my own, which was cool. I think that was like year three, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, luckily it just kind of got busier and busier each year. Um. And so then,
0: now you're at the, you're at the paintworks, aren't you, in Bristol? Yeah. So how long have you been there for?
1: Um, four years now. So it's a really cool place. Like, there's loads of other businesses there. Um, they're all like creative, like tech, kind of like or like media businesses. Um, and I've got there's a row of so you've got the workspace at the bottom and then the like living bit on the top yeah. so uh, yeah there's other people in the row that work from home like for themselves um, so that's a real nice community feel like we all do different things but it's really nice having you know those people around you in that space um, I mean obviously at the moment like people are working from home so all the other businesses it is <coughs> quiet so like all the people that would walk past and like stick the red in and say hi it's like they of for ghost town but hopefully you know as people when everything you know starts kicking off a bit more there'll be more of that kind of buzz again and
0: Definitely. am i right am i right in saying that those those places they're all they're all more like studios than than retail is it kind yeah, of
1: work? in theory yeah it's not retail like with planning and all that so i mean i do like the pop-up shops and stuff but it's not set up as a even now, like with um, how I've changed the business just temporarily, um, I've not got like a full stand. No. I've got flowers, but people don't necessarily come in. It's kind of all done online. No. Um, I mean, people do call you up because of Google. And like, oh, can you do me one for today? And if I've got stuff, then course. But it's still not set up as a yeah, kind yeah. of door open thing. Well, what's quite nice about it is you've got, it, I mean, I haven't seen your
2: frontage, but it all looks really, it's not like, a lot of studios where you see where it's a real kind of kind of grubby working studio it's a lovely space you've got it's very crisp and clean you've got a big old window and stuff so people it's can kind see. of like yours but really mini like the <laughs> no it's, it's beautiful but i imagine it works really well as so you can still have you'll quite happily have people pop their head in and go i'll come in to collect a bouquet so yeah. it's quite it's a studio but if it it feels like a space that you can do retail out of already it's just it's yeah.
1: I mean I've kind of set up that way like the front there's usually a table and chairs like that's the consultation area so that kind of um free of space apart from when there's weddings then it's all filled but I've moved that and then there's like a counter and work top so all behind that's where all the pots are and vases and stuff that's where I would work but I've moved the table out that's kind of been my plant shop yeah. so and I thought I'm not doing consultations like in the workshop at the moment so that's kind of just freed up some space so yeah you could have it as that more retail thing but it's hard to kind of manage isn't it when it's quiet times you kind of think you don't want to just go full flow and like get a load of flour in because yeah it's just gonna kind of, if it does get wasted it's, it's not worth it is it
2: no absolutely not absolutely not. It, must be, it must just be
0: lovely to be surrounded by creative people and um it, it's kind of you know although they're in different industries you it, you know having people that are creative and yeah you know ideas people it is kind of like being 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 at college <laughs>
1: yeah also, and it's nice like having that kind of camaraderie like to you know when you like work on your own and you think you we all have our is- like not issues but yeah problems or you think oh my god like this is stressing yeah but you can ask someone else and or there's a hairdresser who's like one of my best friends and there's uh, like a beauty place and Oh, and so you know, and stuff. oh yeah exactly <laughs> not at the moment oh. but yeah <laughs> um so there's loads of people you could just like have a chat you know it's nice community mm-hmm. kind of feel there
2: yeah. and in terms of where you service uh, for your weddings is it um is it is it just Bristol or do you service kind of all around the area
1: yeah I mean I don't actually do that much don't do that many weddings in Bristol okay Cotswolds do loads up there loads of gorgeous venues and people you know with big houses that have like marquees and stuff so that's really cool and that's like hour away so I kind of have targeted there really for work um Bath is really close that's like 10 minutes away so again lovely countryside all around there Somerset Devon yeah so I would say like an hour and a half is like max ish you want to travel to well you know what it's like don't you in the morning you think oh my god we've got to get there we've got arch to build we've got hanging thing to make yeah hour and a half's
2: ideal hour and a half is just yeah. feels more manageable doesn't it yeah but you yeah you you're right you've you've got a really lovely area and those kind of hour and a half kind of radius around you that you you've got yeah. loads of
1: places yeah so I'm lucky in that respect and you know I do work at some venues kind of quite frequently so you know mm. all the staff and but yeah, quite often it is marquees or different venues. So I quite like that the variety of like, oh, where are we going? So yeah.
0: Do you it's find different. that um you that like if you've worked at one venue, then that kind of means you'll get another wedding there and then another wedding there. Cause once people see see you've worked somewhere, they're like, Oh well, she knows it. That's brilliant. Well
1: Yeah, and they can like trust you, don't they? You think, Oh, well I put something here that really that works really well. You can like sell it a lot more, can't you? Um but then I get, yeah. So I think that's helpful, isn't it? And you know exactly where you put something you can recommend to the couples where, what would work well. So yeah. And then I, I think it takes a, the stress off them knowing they automatically will trust you that bit more, I guess. So that's always helpful for them as well. Yeah. And then there's that one image, the Pinterest image that is everywhere of that. Is it, I can't pronounce it, or
2: Monry Barn. Oh,
1: a, Bond, yeah.
2: Yeah. And there's that there's the image that is being Pinterested all over where all the table setups and those beautiful kind of soft domes and tall arrangements you've got there with the peonies. They're like Coral Charm peonies and something else. Anyway, it's like that was one of the first
1: oh that's,
2: that's how I found you through oh that interest. Yeah. Because I followed you for a long time and that's how I found you. But um oh, it's but, mad, yeah, isn't it? It's crazy. And I still see it, it's, it's still everywhere, that image. I love that.
1: Yeah, I think you do see, like, the odd few ones, don't you? And it's, like, weird in a way. You're like, oh, cool, that's mine. Or, or you know that someone else is, like, florist that you yeah, know exactly. and like their work. You can just recognise it, can't you? That yeah, that yeah. whole, like, kind of social media, like, take. And I suppose that's good in a way, because if images are slightly older, yeah. it's that kind of classic flowery look that doesn't really go out of date. And I just think, oh, you can't really argue with that, can you? Exactly. So that's why they keep coming back, I guess oh, maybe, which is a positive. Are you
2: on like supply lists for um a lot of venues? Is that how they, you know, they they find you also or your clients?
1: Yeah, there's a few that I'm on. Yeah. I think there's about five that I'm on. Um, mm-hmm. which oh, I don't know, half of me thinks, yeah, that's great. Half of me we all have those struggles don't you, you just get the generic oh yeah. i find you on the supplier list and I'm just like well you probably won't book me then like I don't know it's hard to gauge that customer isn't it and you want to put in all of the work and make them feel special because it's their wedding but you kind of deep down ultimately no, they probably won't book you if it's just that generic kind of email yeah um, they are just asking everyone on the list sorry I'm totally interrupting then Um, I'm interrupting Jess
0: yeah I am I am totally um so if you don't feel like you're gonna you you get most of the work then through being on a supplier's list how do you think people find you because I think your website is brilliant and the way that you've worded things on your website you are the way that you've worded it is it's it's so well well written that people don't feel put off, but they all but you also wouldn't go to you if you're just trying to price match. You know, you yeah. people are gonna come to you because they love flowers and they love what you do. So do you find that people are finding you through your website, through word of mouth, through Instagram, or or is it all of them?
1: Yeah, I do think a lot find me through Instagram. Like I do put a lot of effort into it and I think it is a really good like avenue of getting work. Um, And I guess words of mouth or like, you know, we've all got our own supply friends, haven't we? Or you always recommend the same people. So, yeah, I think Instagram, I try like to keep my blog up to date and whether that help, like the whole SEO thing is just a minefield, isn't it? Like, (laughs) you want to keep plugging away, don't you? And think, oh, you want people to get on the website. But um, whether or not that works, I know I should look into my analytics more and ask people where they find me. But,
2: yeah. I mean, you blog all the time. Like you are the, you are the, the most frequent blogging florist that I follow and you, you, you blog all the time. I'm like, I'm is to you, wait, blog, I put up a blog and I'm like, when did this woman sleep? She's just constantly put it up, which is amazing because it, you're absolutely right. It does help with your SEO. Do you, have you ever had a time where you didn't blog as much? And did you find that there was an impact?
1: On I think like the first couple of years when I was quiet, I did it and I enjoy and I do enjoy it. Like yeah. I like writing, but I'm not, I don't think I'm very good at writing, but I like the chatty bit and I, I like love the flowers. Yeah. Um, And I think the last couple of years I've tried to put more effort in. The guy that does my website at the moment, hosts it, he's kind of become a friend and he offers me loads of, he's really cool and he, he gives you loads of good advice. So he, he's like, you just got to keep doing the content rates, like keep putting it out there. So have tried over the last couple of years to be a bit more consistent um yeah I don't know and it's hard isn't it coming up with new things because you're kind of being like how many times can I talk about ivory wedding flower inspiration or I don't know I don't I I I, I just
2: like to ask you where you got your ideas from because you always seem to be coming up with new ideas on what to blog about um that's one thing I've never done enough is blog I think I did two blogs (laughs) when I first set my website up and then I was like oh my God, I just don't know what to talk about. Yeah. I going to want to read it, you know, but its I definitely think it's an important an important tool in, in getting your business found.
1: Because I think with us, it's like, we know flowers inside out, but lots of people don't. So if you are a couple, by getting married, you do want to kind of immerse yourself in that stuff. So you'd happily read, I think, about someone going into a bit more depth about like colour choices or why mm-hmm. you would put that with that. And I like talking about like the process or I don't know whether... No, I think,
2: I think you're right. I think a lot of us think, well, what? who's going to want to read that? But the things that we know, not everybody knows, but I always kind of forget about that. We always assume that our clients know everything about flowers, especially, you know, they'll come to us with a, they'll say, oh, we, I want all of this stuff and I've got a £1,000 to spend. But And we go, oh, well, you can't get that for a £1,000. And then you're like, well, hang on a second, they right. don't know that because this is the first time they've ever bought wedding flowers. So it's about educating yeah. your clients or your potential clients to be. And if we looked at blogging more in that way, like you do, then perhaps we'd feel a little less weird about blogging because yeah, you are giving off information you, information, you know?
1: Yeah. Cause you're so good at talking and like your Instagram and stuff. I think once you just sit down and write, you'd be surprised, not that I'm the expert at all, but I think you'd be And when you read it back, you're like, oh, that does make sense. That's really interesting. I
0: (laughs) think. Also, when your when your clients are brides and grooms, they are looking in. Some of them are looking into flowers and seasons and pricing. You know, for the very first time, you know, hopefully for them as a married couple, it'll be the one and only time they do it. So they they'll probably only be coming to your blog when they you know when they find you. And so you could talk every year about seasonal blooms or you know yeah. or talk about it a different way and put the link to the peony one you did two years ago and things because they it's new to them it may not be new to us because we you know we've been immersed in it for you know 14 years or whatever so yeah. but to, to, to your readers it can be the first time they've ever really thought about varieties of flower yeah. pricing
1: I think that's a that's a really good point and I did listen to a podcast the other day exactly about that how you can just have this like I can't remember what she called it this like name but that content that doesn't date so if they read it yeah um like summer wedding flowers like whether you read that five years ago or now it is still yeah so the things you write about may change but whoever reads it at a certain point it will still be kind of current and make sense so yeah yeah, I think that's a good point isn't it yeah and I think since I've been quiet I've tried to you know like how wedding flowers are all trends and I had this period where I was kind of doing ivory and blush and I know look it's so popular but I feel like my whole year was ivory and blush whether we were in spring or autumn and um one of the girls well, she's a really close friend now but she works with, well freelancers you know when one of them and we'd just be like oh my god it's like October and we're doing ivory and blush like can't we get them to add in a bit more or even just the dark so I've tried to kind of yeah maybe say oh let's add in about this you can still have that amazing blush like romantic elegant palette but make it a bit more seasonal yeah you
2: you absolutely love your seasons don't you because you can see certainly through what since the weddings haven't been around because Jess was just saying about it if you have a look at your um your grid and how you work color wise with the seasons you know you can tell that you've got real love of developing that palette as the year goes on but yeah it's 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 so hard isn't it when you when you are stuck with like blush and white because I, I, I have the same, it's like a blush and white, and, and it's lovely, it. but it's like a blush and white again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> October blush and white. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Apart from when you get the pink snowberries, we were saying that the other day. Oh, yeah. As soon as the snowberries go, and then you're like, oh, what, what <laughs> can we make that's, like, different? Um. But I think, yeah, you're right, like, since the weddings have stopped, you could use your own colours a bit yeah. more. So, like, I was trying to think, do you autumn, but not, like, you crazy yeah. red and yellow and I think
2: yeah not like like halloween awesome. but yeah, yeah beautiful and i love i love the color palettes you've been using it you kind of softened up and made it look it it's made it look uh, like you say less kind of garish
1: and more commercial like more appealing to people yeah and i think oh if, uh, i don't see how you can't not like that but then we're florist and we like color and stuff yeah. so i think yeah, yeah that's been tr- that's been useful to try and yeah just create a bit more colorful stuff
2: yeah, and that'd be useful. I think coming up, you can re-reference back to the the months that you were doing your bouquets and things, and moving forward for um, weddings in the future that you book, and you'll go, look at this time, look at this color palette at this yeah, time of is year, isn't great. it beautiful? Um, yeah. whereas probably, you know, you're just trying to trying to sell something to someone that that hasn't it hasn't sort of been done really. It's harder, but whereas if you've got that reference, that color palette reference, then it's going to be a lot easier.
1: Yeah, and then they can see it, and you can talk yeah. about. It. Yeah, that's a good point. So fingers crossed, because it's not like I was thinking. Oh gosh, what are we going to do this year? Because like you're reposting like last year's weddings, but like you can't just. I feel a bit bad. Like I can't just bring that up again. But <laughs> then, what are we going to do? Like, when no one's getting married. Like, we have uh, images to share. But I know it's the
0: same I think it's all going to be color. I think yeah. everyone's just going to want to brighten up their lives, and I think there'll be a certain amount of you know whites and blushes because those are traditional wedding colours but yeah, I think yeah. you'll be able to talk people into like little pops of bright colours as yeah, well yeah, to get yeah. to go in there and um yeah we'll just have to rejig some j- re some things and you're really good at, at doing really lovely flat lays as well and, and you know and I like it when you zoom out of the flat lay and have like the, the stuff that's going on around it as well I- <laughs> yeah like oh yeah, yeah but it's nice it's nice and it's real and I think maybe we'll all just have to become very inventive and cut anything out of any hedge any garden yeah. and make it flat lays <laughs>
1: yeah and I think oh I would have never have done that before like I look you see all these amazing accounts don't you and they've like so styled and beautiful and like oh no no yeah but since it's been quieter, you can just put a bit more effort and think oh that will look cool let's just do it and Get over the Instagram cliche and just do it. But it does work. It's so weird. It looks beautiful. And then I love the ones where you got
2: Betsy in there. Oh yeah,
1: love love her.
2: her. She's celebrity to herself, isn't she? She is actually a celeb, dog celeb.
1: Yeah, like when the couples come. Well, when they used to come for meetings, they'd always be like, "Oh, it's Betsy." Yeah. Like, yeah, you've come to see me. That's fine. So yeah, crazy. I'm, dog totally,
0: I'm totally in love with Betsy. I was just telling Vic before we came on that I'm I'm in the market for a new dog. Not we we have a dog. I just feel like I really want my own lovely little dog. And I looked at Betsy and her colour and her face. I was like, I think I want one of those. Yeah. <laughs> she's
1: 90, 10% hairier. Does she like um? Does she
2: like coming to work, or does she really have the hump of you getting her out of bed so early?
1: Yeah, she's a bit of a not a morning dog, but <laughs> yeah, she. Yeah, she I think she has a pretty good life on the whole scheme of things. (laughs) She's always been around, like, she's not, no, she'll be eight. So she's kind of like, as a puppy, would have been around all the buckets of flowers and stuff and chewing, like, you know, so that's all she's known, I guess. And, yeah, I think she's lucky, so
0: yeah she definitely is lucky and my dog is seven and has always gone to the farm with my husband um, and his workshop is now on the same farm as where I'm going to be growing flowers and so now she's annoying me as much as she's annoying him and I love her dearly so I think she needs a little playmate so she doesn't have me
1: that's it you need what yeah
2: the freelance florist is an exciting new service for the industry helping to connect florists and businesses with freelance work and their website allows you to list yourself as available for freelance jobs and then helps businesses find specific help as and when you require. Perfect for those super busy times.
0: Launched in 2018, they now have over 200 member florists available to help and support your business. Their members profiles help you instantly get a really good feel for florists and the businesses advertising, helping you cut through those awkward moments and giving you total reassurance about who you will be working with.
2: It's really easy to advertise with them. You can find all the details on their website to employ and join as a freelancer. They also have a whole range of free resources available to members and they're really passionate about supporting them as they grow.
0: It's a great community for all florists to be part of. Head over to their website for more details at www.thefreelanceflorist.co.uk or find them on Instagram at thefreelancefloristuk.
2: one of the hardest things I find because do you do a lot of do you do a lot of the work by yourself I know obviously you have freelancers but do you do the bulk of the of the stuff yourself wedding yeah. wise,
1: the last couple of years I've definitely got a good better at like not thinking I'm invincible and can do everything at every hour like <laughs> there was a point and I was just like I think yeah knew that I'd done too much and there's nothing wrong with like saying yeah please can you help so yeah definitely booked people in and like the last couple years I would have someone with me probably like Thursday, Friday, Saturday if you know and I pay people to go and clear down or collect things which I would never think before and you think well for the sake of there's like a retired policeman that I know and he was like he loved doing it you'd pay him some money he'd go and pick up these vases and come back and you think why would yeah it makes sense for someone to do that and not you and you can do something else so it did take which weirdly I think now why did I never think about it but you feel like you're not failing but I'm so independent and I I feel like you pride yourself on these different things so it did take time before I would think actually you don't need to so yeah what was the original question
2: I don't know but you are (laughs) a workaholic, though really
1: yeah but this year I think I've chilled I know I've had to because of covid Mm. but um yeah, I think I can't, I ima- don't know how I did it. Like getting up, even like you're getting up at four every day and just constantly doing it. And I love the adrenaline. I do love that being busy. Like I'm not good at not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And you go to
2: market and stuff as well, don't you? Or do you get the stuff delivered? In? You do, you go, you go to. Yeah, your- it's
1: so close. It's like yeah. if I leave at five to five and it opens at five, I can be there at five. Oh, it's, so close. So it's
0: amazing
1: because they, they're always like, Oh, if I forget something, I can go back. And they're yeah. like, if you weren't that close Rach, you might. And I am organized, but they're like, you wouldn't just pop back for something yeah. that you need that day. So I know I'm really, really lucky because some people, well, they do deliver. But yeah, it's, it's nice having them so close. So you can get your peonies when you want it. them and you can get your roses or whatever, you know, That's so nice. they open up like exactly how you want them. That
0: is so handy isn't it like if you if you're nearly finished and you think oh that would just like just a few more of that or oh let's just go down the road and get some more and make it yeah, perfect. yeah.
1: Or, or you think oh I need some tape or whatever it's like yeah it, it takes that stress off
2: yeah. um was that one of the reasons you chose um like your location when you when you were choosing a studio is that is that something to do with it or
1: I think Bristol's quite small for a city, anyway. Um, no, I just chose it because um, the area and the whole like
2: the vibe, yeah, the
1: space, and it was it was it was clean. Yeah, so mm. yeah, and so I think wherever you're on Bristol is pretty close to get to the market. Well, I've always wanted to
2: go to Bristol. We're hoping to actually come down and visit you.
1: Oh yeah, that would have been so much fun. Um, well
2: there's still time. There's still yeah. time. we can do that in the future. Just like... <laughs> definitely are there's a few
0: people we we want to go and visit and interview and so me and Vic were we were hoping that by this time we would be able to get in the car and go on a bit of a road trip and leave our houses that we feel like we're sick of behind and come down and, and visit people and actually see people in person but um yeah, I think it's gonna be a little bit more time using Zoom for the moment. Yeah. One day, one day, even if we have to come down with silly face masks on, we'll come down. But when, when I'll bring
2: yeah. my i bring my clear visor. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, the double whammy, exactly. So in terms of um so you you'd got when did you feel like you'd you'd kind of landed in your business in terms of the weddings, you're booking weddings that you really, you know, like Budgets that were good and, and ideal, kind of. Like, I hate that kind of ideal. Yeah, know product, you know, but where you feel like, oh, hang on a second, this is how I want my business to look and I'm, I'm doing it now.
1: Yeah, I, I guess like maybe three, four years ago. Mm. I think the first couple of years, you always just do everything, don't you? Like, oh, I've got like Cadbury purple and white and. Oh, <laughs> God. I've like- been moaning about blush and cream. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Cadbury purple and white. Yeah, can you imagine that? I mean, God, I don't think I've got any coming up, but oh, I
0: mean, there was a while, there was a while, wasn't there, that everyone was like, Yeah, we're having cabinet. I've, I've
2: actually gone hot the thought of it. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Fashion. Um so yeah, I think the first, but I think like all I guess it's just whatever you put out there, you hope that's what people like you for. And like, yeah, you do still get the odd like email inquiry and it's got like fake flowers, and you think, why would well, anyway, um yeah. So I but yeah, I guess in terms of like size of weddings and like budget. Yeah, I do like a range of yeah. weddings, but those I guess it's like working with wedding planners and they do help you get those mm. kind of bigger weddings. Um so yeah, I think maybe three three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, so the last couple of years, definitely. I think I love all of my weddings, but mm. I think I don't think I ever had one where I thought oh that's not my style I don't yeah. think well,
2: that's nice that people are coming to you for your yeah. your vibe
1: how did you how did you develop your style it was it just okay it's
2: just an over time thing or do you take inspiration from anyone
1: yeah I guess I don't think I'm I'm like I think I just love flowers and I I don't think looking my flowers are that crazy or that like not stylish but not like, I'm not trendy and I'm not, you know, you look at some flowers, you're like, wow, they're so cool. They're doing all these really new things. Like, that's not me. I think um, you use really lovely flowers, though. You you, you yeah. use like nice flowers. Yeah, yeah, like the country garden. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I do just love, like, gardens and, mm-hmm. yeah, just those natural kind of things that you'd have at that time of year. So that's kind of my style, I guess. Um, But yeah, I guess you're always like looking for inspiration, you know, online's amazing, isn't it? And I guess like things just filter through, don't they? Like you see a flower that you wouldn't have thought of using before. And Mm. once you put it in and then it becomes like the norm, I guess. I think there's so many
2: new things coming out though, isn't there? I mean, look at all these um, kind of new like the, some of the lisianthus and stuff at the minute like the yeah. that, is it like a the, what is it called mocha or yeah. there's a new gear that comes out and you're like oh my god like you see it on Instagram, you're like i need some of that you know yeah, what,
1: like that brown lizzie that you think oh lizzie so beautiful but it just adds that like tiny like dirty like color to it doesn't it which oh, gosh. i think yeah yeah japanese anemones
2: like oh, um, love them um yeah. and the butterfly ranunculus
1: like there's all. It seems
2: like we're, we're we're spoilt for choice with new stuff coming out as well. So that's yeah, really definitely. Yeah, I'm yeah. really
0: liking all the, like the mustardy and like chocolate coloured roses that are coming through as well. I'm, I'm going to plant some of them, Vic. Hopefully, you can use them.
2: Fingers
0: crossed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fingers <laughs> crossed. Somebody will.
2: Like, <laughs> How many weddings do you do on average a year now?
1: Um, I think maybe. 50 40 50 yeah 50 I'd say but what's okay. that like, yeah. what's that I mean some weeks you do like three you're like yeah. Thursday Friday Saturday and then you get an inquiry and you're like oh can I put that in on a Saturday it's gonna look so large um so but then like November I tend to do nothing just because nothing happens and then you're just like wipes out and that's a nice month January I don't tend to do anything December I might get the odd Christmas wedding but I kind of block it out for the so, well, yeah, it's just seasonal, isn't it? And then February is just like Valentine. No one seems to book me in the spring, but um, I'd say from like April to September, it's mental. Yeah. And then the rest of the, the year is just kind of nice. And,
0: um, have you in- introduced a minimum spend or are you completely led on on the wedding itself?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think now that's got out the window and I'm yeah. like, yeah, small weddings come <laughs> have, I'll do fifty of them in a week. <laughs> yeah, like I did one the other day, and it was a bride, a couple bridesmaids, it, buttonholes, and and you think, oh, oh, she had a couple urns, and it's actually really nice, isn't it? So, but yeah, on the website before COVID is fifteen hundred, mm. um which I think is it's not huge, but by the time you have say ten tables, a couple urns, or an arch, or what? Not maybe not an arch, but you know what I mean. Your average wedding, I think if you go under that, then your expectations for what you want aren't going to match the price. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, you have to, you yeah. have to bear in mind, I think, with, with your style and the flat kind of flowers that you use,
2: yeah. Is that there's a minimum amount that you would need to spend in order to get that look. Mm. Yeah. There is, so then, isn't there?
1: Yeah, of course. So when it's like, oh, can you just use a bit less or a bit less foliage or a bit less this? And you think, oh, no, not really, because that's how it will look, it costs X amount. Um, so I think it is always hard, isn't it? Budgets and expectations and that kind of thing. And I think now, like, always oh, someone emailed me and said, oh, I just want this, like 10 tables going down the road, then yeah, of course I'll do it. But we only yeah. work, don't we, set days. And if you're going like an hour and a half away to the Cotswolds, you can't do it for like... Eight hundred no. quid, because you could be somewhere else for which sounds really crass, doesn't it? When you no, it back. doesn't. It, it, doesn't. Is a, it is a mathematical
2: kind of thing, isn't it? It is, and I think we're, we're. I think as a nation, we hate talking about money, and as florists, we hate going. Oh, we we're like, oh no, it's going to cost this much, and you kind of cringe. But yeah. it, you're absolutely right. Like you can only do things for a certain price, and. You know, if you have a chance of getting a, a a higher budget wedding than 800 quid because you're going to have to travel this far and then come back yeah. and then go back and pick it up. and Yeah, of course. It just doesn't make any sense, does it?
1: Yeah. So I, I think it can be like um stick to your guns and think, no, it's fine because yeah. we love our jobs, but also like we need to make a living like I do my business to make money and because I'm lucky enough to do something I love. But like... But there, there are a few
0: are, you know there are a few industries not very many where you get beaten down on on price so we you know we're florists my husband makes handmade furniture and you know you, you give a quiet quote in on, on these things and, and I think probably builders and plumbers and electricians and, and people that you know do a really good job um they get beaten down on price. Whereas if you go to work in an office, your boss would never go to you yeah. and say, oh yeah, I just need you to work all these extra hours and I need you to do this and this and this as well, but I'm going to need you to do it for less money. You know, yeah. that, that's not how it works in most people's in most people's jobs. But yet in certain industries, that it seems to be okay to say, yeah, that's exactly what I want, but I don't want to pay you that much. Yeah. And, and I don't, there's nobody that I've ever met in our industry that's there to rip you off everybody's there to do a service and all of the 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 factors that come into it you know delivery and manpower and you know sundries and every everything is all factored in and like you say it's a mathematical equation and to be asked to do it for less sometimes is really kind of disappointing isn't it
1: yeah, and you're right. Like I've never thought of it. Like people think you're out to rip them off because, like, I'm not. Like this is what I do, and this is how yeah. much it costs. So, like I'm not driving around in a Ferrari, or whatever. Like <laughs> I've got my Transit. It's um, yeah. It's it's quality, isn't it? And I think certain people will will definitely get that, and that's they're just the ones you go for. And and it's I hope that yeah, when you meet someone and then they can tell that it's a quality job, that it's kind of that that works out, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, did it
2: take you a long time to, to put in a minimum spend? Was there a point where you were like, hang on a second, I'm doing a lot of small weddings, I just need to do more like less weddings, slightly higher budget, or?
1: Yeah, I think um, maybe only a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. I put it in. And I think you can't like the profit in small weddings if, is good as well. Yeah. So it wasn't that I just thought, oh, I'm going to just try and do massive marquees like, all the time, which I don't. But I love doing them. And I do do, you know, like bigger ones. But I'm not like, you know, you see some florists and they're like huge and they're so cool and like doing like big, big, big weddings all the time. Um, because I am kind of on my own or with a couple girls. So, yeah, I think a couple of years ago I probably did put it in. Um,
0: well I suppose when you have so much interest and so many people coming to you 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 can pick and choose the ones in in a certain way and it's awful to turn people away isn't it I hate it but you sometimes have to you can't double book yourself if if they're if the wedding's too big and um' I suppose, yeah if you're getting kind of 40 50 of ones that you love I you know you must be getting a lot more people that you've had to say I'm really terribly sorry no I can't do that because we've you know we've got this yeah. on or it's too small or you know.
1: Yeah, you, it is difficult, isn't it? But um, and who knows what will happen like over the next couple of years? Like it might all completely change. And if we are just doing smaller ones, then that's fine. It's just like everything's adjusted, isn't it? And
0: yeah, yeah it probably will next year. Actually, I reckon it. You know, some mystic Jess here. <laughs> I reckon there's going to be more smaller weddings um because i think the people that have all waited from this year will probably just want to get on with it next year whatever the restrictions are of course there'll be certain people that will wait for the for the big for the big day but i think there'll be you know smaller scale down weddings but then but there'll be more of them because there'll be all the ones from last year and then the people that are going to you know getting married next year probably kind of like well we may as well do it because who knows you know if we get you know if something happens the year after and we have to put it off again you yeah. want to get married you know start a family move in together you know all those all those kind of things and there's only so so long they can put their their lives on hold so I think yeah next year she's just gonna be taking taking it all yeah as Vic says 50 small weddings a week that would be nice
2: <laughs> thank you mystic Jess I'm gonna give you your cloak with stars on yeah. <laughs> 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 like, like, what, what are they
0: called what are they called the,
2: balls, oh, the glass
0: balls. What are they called there? The glass balls? ball? Crystal ball.
1: Oh yeah, crystal ball. That's it. I was thinking in my head.
2: No, no. They're like, what are these two going on about? <laughs> so you always did, um so yeah, weddings is the majority of your business, but you've always had like an online shop, right? You've always had an online shop?
1: Maybe. I reckon like when I, Maybe four years ago, Mm. three years ago, I put it on. Then, like my aim was to do say enough bouquets a day Mm. to maybe take on like an apprentice or something. I wanted to have still do the weddings, but I kind of wanted that underlying, everyday kind of bouquet type thing. But it never really kicked off. Like some days you, or some weeks you'll get a few, and Mm. then other days you don't. And I I don't know. I mean, that's my computer guy like we've done loads of work and like the blogging and the Instagram that constant thing and you then you think well there's only so many times you can say hey does anyone want flowers this week you feel like you're just saying the same old stuff but yeah so it's not as um as busy as I hoped it would be
2: but it is lovely collection though your collection on there is beautiful like the collections you do of the bouquets and all right cool yeah so nice oh thanks have you found it easier with it being locked down where you've kind of gone, well, there's more of like a bouquet of the week. Have you found that it must've been quite a lot easier not to hold stock or?
1: Yeah, like I am just, they are seasonal each week yeah. explaining to people. So I guess the the website is um, maybe got a bit more on than I thought, but I thought, well, you can't not like seasonal flowers. Like if they say, oh, I want all yeah. white, fine. But I am saying to everyone, oh, it's Flurry's Joys, whatever we get in that day. That's the nicest from the market. And everyone's like, yeah, cool um so yeah I think it's definitely got busier since lockdown and I've had time to push it and work on it whereas when I've got weddings I don't want to be driving all over Bristol for like bouquets whereas now I'm like yeah cool put the wreath yeah. on or it's, I'm okay doing that yeah. um and the plant thing as well I know like in Bristol we've got loads of cool little plant shops but I always used to do like the pop-up shop say a yeah. couple of times a year and just fill the whole place and they'd all go so I've just done that a bit more and put the plants online mm. um but I'm not sure how that long that will last type thing I think it's yeah we'll see but
2: yeah I used to love seeing you that you do oh you like look I bought a load of plants in this is obviously before lockdown oh like you did the pop-ups and like you'd be like Thanks everyone, at the like, end of the day, there's like nothing left. It's like you've been
1: reluted. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like, whoa, what just happened? And I love it because you get people come in and it's, yeah. chat, you know, you're chatting and stuff. Yeah. Um, but now like, I can't resist, I'll go to market and just see them and I'll get a couple trays and then be like, right, right, I've got these and hope they go. But yeah, I think it's nice just having that bit more variety now. And I think going forward, I probably, yeah, I hope that carries on and I can kind of, yeah. Cause it,
2: it's like an apprentice. I know I really wanted to but I can't I but um you yeah never, you, there. Know, you never know now you've worked on the that retaily side and you've got more going there yeah. and then when all these crazy weddings happen next year let's hope Mystic Meg's wrong and that they're, <laughs> <different> <laughs> yeah, different different. Like, they're in a dark cloud like it's not happening next year <laughs> uh, let's hope that they happen next year and then you go oh my god like I need someone to do all these bouquets for me and sort the plants yeah. out wouldn't that be awesome? Just say it
0: wouldn't be happening next year, Vic. I think they're
1: just going to be smaller. Oh I think
0: people I'm are going to be joking. a bit... i yes. <laughs> are you
1: joking? i
2: are going to be in trouble with the whole florist community. <laughs> like,
1: I'm never listening to them yeah. again.
2: <laughs> Too negative. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I think... um. I think you're like saving grace during COVID must have been that you already had that shop online up and running. Cause it was quite, you know, there was lots of us scrabbling around going, Oh my God, you know, we've got to try and sell something. Whereas you were, you kind of had it had the basis of it all in place.
1: Yeah. I guess like the logistics and that horrible thing, when you try to add work out ship it, even now, like you put it on, you're like, Oh, shipping, how does that differ? Or it is like, that's really time consuming, isn't it? Putting all the products on. And so I guess, yeah, once you've got that basis. Yeah. It allows yeah. people to buy and pay properly and all that, you know. So that's good.
2: So how's your year looking next year at the moment? Obviously we don't know we don't know where we're gonna be and stuff, but did, did most of your stuff get moved? Did you do some micro weddings or how, how did how did it how's it sort of been looking for you?
1: Yeah, most people have moved. So I think I had one in January, one in March, and then everything moved. I've done a few since a couple, say maybe. I think I've done five weddings this year, so um, and I've got no. Oh, I've got one on the ninth. Mm. That's it of November. Um, so yeah, everyone's moved, and just like this morning, I looked at my phone. I had two emails saying they've moved from this year to next year. Now they have moved to 2022. Oh, okay. So I'm just like, don't know. Everyone has moved. Some are then moving again to 2022. But I also think people do need to realise it's not going anywhere. Like you need. I know it's hard when you've got that dream and you've got that. 200 people coming to your marquee like what can you do it's a a, yeah it's really hard isn't it to deal like real your thoughts realistically but like emotionally isn't it because you think oh god it's a like yeah it's really hard to work it out but um yeah next year in theory who knows from march that's when they are all coming Yeah, yeah see i've had i've had like two
2: people move to 2022 yeah um but the, the trick the, the, the tricky bit with that is that I mean when I moved people over from this year to next year, I honoured the prices. But I think, you know Oh no way, you can totally say said, it's going yeah, up. So I, so I said, I was like, you you can move, but we are gonna have to re, like redo the whole quote. Yeah. Because um,
0: we've still got that, we've still got the Brexit hurdle. Yeah.
1: It's like people not forgetting, because we're not forgetting, because we know it's impending and it's coming. And mm. like, think I've written to my MP and she's amazing. She's so like proactive, but she just replies back to me like, you know what I'm going to say? Like, there's, there's kind of, there is no deal and the prices are going to go up and there will be potential delays. So, you know, we kind of have to convey that to our couples. So yeah, not only that the whole supply and demand thing if the whole world's getting married then that's what my market said to me you know your cappuccino rose that now is one pound 50 or whatever could be more so like we have to be a bit more um flexible in our flower choices and and say to them because they've said like hydrangeas could be like six quid each or something (laughs) and they could just be like worst case scenario but And you don't wanna like think like that, do you? Cause you don't wanna think that it's all doom and gloom cause it's not, but we'll probably just have to be really clever and um, yeah, and honest with our couples. And if that means they have, they don't have their arch then they can't because we can't do it for free. And as much as we would wanna like plaster everywhere with flowers, if it is that, that they cost that bit more then yeah. Yeah. yeah, they've it's got an extra couple years that they can save if they've got jobs and people are employed. So I think we've lost a lot, as have lots of people. Like, mm. oh my god, oh no, it's not just us, like florists or weddings, events, everyone. And um if people are still employed <laughs> over the next couple years, then it, it's like they will be able to pay that bit extra. It's not like we're just taking it for the sake of it. We are. Um, mm-hmm
0: yeah or having those those choice blooms uh you know where they're important you know top table and bouquets and then everything else leave it to you know as long as they've got their their color palette you know they yeah. need to trust us as florists to choose the the best of what's available and you know seasonal maybe uh, you know a little bit more british if that's an option for for you you know things like that things like that going to you know we we will work it out if they trust us won't they won't
1: we exactly yeah think it will always be beautiful we'll just have to like yeah work our way around it which we will florists are really like what's the word resilient and good at working things out like that's what yeah, we're problem solvers that's it exactly yeah,
2: yeah. definitely. Well, while
1: we're talking about
2: obviously a bit of covid and stuff and I'm talking about you writing to your mps and stuff um you did a what watch it? it's like um oh, lost my wording the instagram page like your instagram kind of campaign
1: Oh yeah. 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 Can you tell us a little yeah, bit about it really that? It's easy, but it was no, got, brilliant. Um uh, like I suppose like whatever area you're in, there's a good wedding community. Um so Bristol, you know not know lots of people. So um Kirsten, she's called the little wedding helper. She likes styles weddings and stuff. She uh, messaged me saying, Oh, you're around tomorrow, have you got ten minutes? And I was like, Yeah, what's up? And she was like, I wanna do this and I was like, Oh my god, I'm so in. So it was about like um replicating the whole Fatima. Um, campaign when they put the picture of uh, the ballerina, the government like tastefully advising us to rethink our creative careers. So that didn't go down well with so many people. It's like really insulting. And we all know that. And, you know, you don't want to take things too personally, do you? But, but it is attacking a huge amount of people. And I also think, like, where would you get another job? Like
0: exactly there aren't there aren't jobs available for yeah. people that have the skill sets and you know to to go and work in an office we're you know creative people actually are mostly self-employed they can produce something we can make our own work we look for our own work we find our own work but we just need to be able to have people in the same
1: place yeah exactly so um it was just whether or not anyone sees it but it did like everyone was like yeah this is so cool Share it." I've, yeah so we had like a florist. Um, one of our guys who does magic at weddings, there was a girl with a harp and a stationer. Stationer. Um, so, yeah, it was more just, like, it made you feel good. It's like making a sound, putting it out there, hoping someone will see it and just think, yeah, you can't, like, disregard a whole, like, industry of people.
0: Yeah. And didn't you do, like, a questionnaire to what job you would have if if you had to retrain? and it yeah, said first? the
1: whole... Um, the government and this is on the government website so you can click on when they're telling us who um what skills what um skills we own at the moment and and where we would be suited to be employed so I filled that in there's 20 questions and it is kind of like do you like working with people it's really basic like are you good at maths or something so and then it gives you this huge list of things you could do so I've got like a forklift truck driver uh-huh. i got a drummer <laughs> um <laughs> And it did tell me I could be a florist as well. Oh, there and you go. underneath it said work in weddings. You could it, it listed the like job aspects. And I thought, well, that's what we do, like <laughs> we do what we do for a reason. Um so that was just a bit bonkers, that whole thing. I think it's what just do you think really- about
2: um in terms of the wedding numbers. I know like we can't, as people who aren't medical professionals we can't go oh well i don't understand why we can't have this amount of people at weddings what did you honestly think when weddings went from 30 down to 15 what was your what was your kind of instant reaction to that
1: yeah and i know like oh i'm talking about it now um not yeah i know how serious it is and yeah. i and i've always said all along look i'm talking about this from flo's point of view mm-hmm. i totally get the science and i get the pandemic and oh my god we have to put these things in place i do get that but for me it was more about the it's not consistent so opening up some um areas like and i get that and i know it's so complicated like the economy and where all this like avenues of stream like income goes but the 30 to 50 i think you can safely do it with 30 people i think the venues are amazing you have so much staff you have this like the hand sanitizer you have like you said one ways the catering can be done really safely like we're not going to mess up like we need this to work mm-hmm. and the venues need it to work so why would they kind of ju- um, jeopardize any kind of safety yeah, yeah. So, and I'm safety
2: and absolutely I'm totally there with like it's it's all about health and yeah like, I've totally taken this pandemic really seriously yeah. and at some points I was like Oh, like freaking out didn't you want to go to the supermarket and stuff yeah but it is it doesn't make like and I've said it before it doesn't make sense that people can travel abroad yeah you know and sit on a plane um I understand why there can be more people at a, a funeral you know yeah things like that but there's there's so many weird things like surely the size of the venue that you're at should
0: mm-hmm.
2: should in turn you know
0: let the venues let the separate venues yeah, how have how a separate,
2: be, you can do it yeah. like a social distance if it's a big room and everyone's social distance is at two meters apart yeah is that between sitting in a
0: restaurant and am i right in saying that there's no evidence as to why they've taken it from the 30 to the 15 there was no there's no because there's loads of people on instagram just going show me show me the facts show me the evidence you know because yeah it's
1: like they just plucked out of thin air and just thought or maybe they think 15, well, that is just going to put everyone off. So we're given the option, like if you do want to get married at the registry mm-hmm. office and just be married, not just be married, because it is about being married, but you yeah. know what I mean, not having the day, then then you still can, but it's just eliminating any social aspect which will put people off. So they're yeah. not going to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really yeah, it's ridiculous in in a lot of ways and you're right Vic if a a venue can take 200 people maybe they should be able to have the 30 to 50 Mm. guest bracket and if a venue can only take 100 people maybe they have the 15 to 30 bracket you know something like that it should be venue related and each one should have to kind of fill out something and then be given their number that they're allowed to have it should be on an individual case by case I would imagine
1: Because I think the couples would get used to like 30, 50. It's a number that you can have like the most people that you love there. And it will kind of like help everyone tick along a bit more, won't it? You will, a range of suppliers will be involved in your day. And that's the thing with weddings, isn't it? It's only different people from different avenues that come together for one event it's you, know what? you may
0: even find that there's people that wanted to get married in a certain venue, but they were like, oh, but we can't afford the 200 people minimum, you know, and we wanted to get married there. And maybe and then they're kind of like, oh, well, if we only have to buy food for 30 people, we can afford that venue and we can have all the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> it, might, it, might, it might have a, a positive effect to some people, but I think it needs to be slightly above 15 yeah. um unless they can provide us evidence why why it's got to be 15 I, I, that's kind of how i feel at the moment because yeah. we all need to get on with some work earn some money or we're all going to be a little bit in cabbage,
1: <laughs> t- soup, diet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cabbage soup and baked beans
2: <laughs> so what next for the rose shed um if let's not let, let's not think about COVID. Yeah. let's think about kind of moving forwards and things like that what what have you got? Is there something that you, you're you pining to do with the Rose Shed? Have you got, like, a 10-year plan? I bet you've got a big... I bet you've got something there because you're, like, super organised. You've got, like, yeah, I nice
1: like, kind of... do just want to carry on doing... what I love weddings and, yeah. I've listened to all of the people you have on and I think it's so interesting listening to everyone's, kind of, like, avenue they want to go off and, like, say Like yours, when you are saying about your teaching and I think, oh, it's so admirable, like, you've got this thing, you want to do the teaching and you love that, but I've never really... That's not for me. Yeah, fair I enough. I really like, yeah. But I feel like, yeah, I love weddings. I love the buzz, like getting all the flowers in, making something amazing in like two days. Like that's, I will continue to do that. Um, I guess, I, I think I've realized, which I know you always hope that you can do less because I think, gosh, I don't know how I did it. Like that constant just on the go, like your brain never switches off. So I'm happy to do a little bit less. Yeah. And just carry on with the, the online shop. I think that would be really good. Like, I would love to have someone bit with me a bit more permanent and just spread out that through the year. So, like, November, you've got something going on. Because you can still have that regular work, but it's not like having the shop nine to five. You're stood there having that presence. You yeah. can still be flexible because I do like when we allow ourselves to be flexible with our job, yeah. you know, the things you can do. So, yeah, yeah that sounds really boring. Like, I've got no... Honestly it doesn't sound boring and I I hope that this
2: even though it's been a crappy old year because you've only done you know five weddings or whatever I hope that there is kind of you know a shining light that this online bit of it all is there when it's all ready to kick off and it's had time to push it and I don't know. I don't know, maybe yeah, small graces in rubbish times. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah definitely. And like appreciating the smaller, um like I'd love to do not like what I'm trying to say. I don't know. Doing those smaller weddings like over the last couple of weeks, yeah. do you think, oh that's cool, you can put way more thought and yeah. So maybe there will be something in that. Yeah. Um, it's not all about the big crazy No, it's I mean, it isn't. It's not all about the big the big
2: crazy weddings all the time. They're lovely, they're lovely. I had some lovely ones like this year oh, you know when you think oh god you know yeah. and you think, oh, I was just achingly close to being there
1: yeah But there is
2: joy in the smaller weddings um the only thing that I found harder with the smaller weddings because I wasn't running a bouquet service and things like that is the kind of I get everything delivered in so you've got your minimum
1: oh yeah so if it yeah
2: and that was the only problem. And haven't flower prices really shot through the roof already? Are you finding that?
1: Yeah, I feel like last week they were okay, but definitely up. Yeah, they were noticeably yeah. like higher. So I don't know if that's all like the planning, like because it's all to do with when they plant stuff, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. But I think it will just be like the steady increase and then we get used to the prices. So when they go up, they're not that much of a shock. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah,
0: I think I read somewhere and I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong, that when they're when the wholesalers in in Holland, when they're selling less stock, they cut less stock because they have to pay for it to be disposed. So if they cut it and they don't sell it, then they're still having to pay for it to be disposed. And so if they're cutting less and then there's a big demand for something, then when it's on the clock, the price will rise because there's less of it and more people going for it. Whereas when they're when they're cutting loads and loads and loads and it's seasonal, you know, that's when you get, that's why, you know, sometimes in the summer corn flour is really cheap and everyone's buying corn because there's loads of it but when they're cutting less there's less available so that has an impact on the price that's how I understand it anyway yeah,
1: yeah of course and then it's like we can't like British is kind of over now isn't it so we yeah. haven't got that avenue to kind of um if the smaller ones you can get a couple mixed buckets and then mm-hmm. it's amazing what you can make out of out of those isn't exactly. it and or the prices a- are
2: really keen like a lot of the growers have been the pricing was the British growers really amazing prices this year because i've got a, i've got a few buckets problem is with me is i haven't got anything bloody near enough i've always got to drive it, it and i i always feel like i'm strapped on time um so if i had the time i was going to get a bit of british and things like that um but now got, yes, yes, oh, yes. but, um, yeah, there is going to be more of there there will be i think because do, do you use british rachel
1: yeah i mean i do get the odd like the last couple of years i've made more effort like i would say okay. most of my stuff comes from holland and yeah. that um the quantities the the not quality well yeah, obviously it's good quality the varieties the, yeah and i can get 200 of this but mm-hmm. um i have made more effort over the last couple of years to get i mean i would get loads of british dahlias but um just getting a couple mixed buckets of different cool things and wispy things and it does it's amazing the difference it makes isn't it so i think yeah. i will and um, continue to definitely do that yeah, yeah
0: absolutely I think that's it even if you only get a couple of buckets and it goes in with you know the bouquets and, and maybe like top table or something you know that's where you notice it that's where you get the interesting shapes and things and yeah, yeah.
1: and I think I'm not very I like, like I'm good at a spreadsheet so I, when I'm doing my flowerage I'm like okay I've got that many roses and that that, that and it tails it up and I know some florists are amazing at just getting x amount of flowers and just distributing it everywhere whereas I'm quite write it down and then I know how much is going in each thing yeah so I, them- I always
0: work like that with with knowing what's going in and then in the yeah. then I have a little extras section and, th- and those extras will just be put where where it's important yeah. um so- you like a spreadsheet as well don't you Vic
2: no see I, I don't like <laughs> just put it on a spreadsheet <laughs> and, 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 no the last couple of times I put it on a spreadsheet because I always used to do it I always used to go um I've got this much to spend and I'll just buy it Oh, no way, and then yeah. allocate it out and then I used to find myself so stressed out by the fact that I was doing that that I would order a bit more in because yeah. i would be like oh I just don't know if I've got nothing I'll just order a little bit more and then the last couple of times I've put it on a spreadsheet but I've still bought more <laughs> so it doesn't like I think I'm just I just can't help myself. I
1: just buying like <laughs> flowers. is hard. It's so hard. Isn't it hard? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I think it's good. Like where my market is, you buy it online the day before they package it all up. So if you don't go into that fridge and like meet trains and you just got to go, you don't get extra. You're like, quick, shove it in a van and go. And, and then look. it's like, my lot. But it is hard when you see like an amazing ranunculus or something. You're like, oh, go on, let's just whack that in. It will make it look, yeah. I
0: literally cannot go to market without buying myself a bunch of something that that I might like and a bunch of something extra for the wedding because that might look good. And then I'll buy a tray of plants because, or they'd look good in the garden, or I really need those for yeah. the kitchen windowsill. And then as I walk through like all the vases and things, I'll be like, oh, those look a bit interesting. Well, you can't buy one. <laughs> you may as well buy 10 because, you know, I, I obviously... <laughs> what can I do with that yeah, I cannot go to market anymore. So yeah, I've got to grow it instead.
2: <laughs> Probably best otherwise you end up bankrupt, Jess.
0: Well, <laughs> neither. <nearly> <laughs> yeah, but you love loads of pretty vases though, so. Yeah, exactly, and pretty flowers well to put in them, so that's great. Thank you for talking with us, Rachel. We'd love to come and visit you and Betsy one day. If you're not already following the Rose
2: Shed, then look her up and ooh and ah at her truly gorgeous grid. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode of Girlflower Podcast. Please subscribe, share and review on your podcast provider and help us to reach out and connect with other florists, growers and enthusiasts.